Hi there, and welcome to the Grief and Rebirth podcast. I'm your host, author and trauma survivor, Irene Weinberg, here to encourage you wherever you are in your healing journey. In each episode, I chat with incredible grief and trauma specialists, healers, mediums, and celebs, as well as remarkable people who have inspiring healing stories to share. If you're looking for a podcast that's both uplifting and inspiring, you've found it. Let us help you find your joy in life. Hi, everyone. I hope this finds each of you so very well. I'm speaking to you from my studio in West Orange, New Jersey. Absolutely delighted to have this opportunity to introduce all of you to Krista Norstant, who, as the owner of Selfish Life, SelfishLifestyle.com, serves as a certified spiritual medium and teacher to demystify the world of spirit and energy. Krista also works as a neuro-linguistic life coach and hypnotist, specializing in the Sodder method of transformational systemic therapy, and she hosts a podcast or I should say at one time she hosted a podcast dedicated to encouraging, empowering, and elevating the self-care journey, which may be coming back. So we'll look forward to that. Krista, who currently lives with her daughter and husband in Austin, Texas, was born in the Philippines, moved to the United States at the age of 12, and became a successful entrepreneur at 17 years old. Her new memoir, titled Indestructible, the Hidden Gifts of Trauma tells the story of the tremendous obstacles she faced and overcame to champion for the life she wanted for herself and her family. I'm looking forward to talking with Krista about how she demystifies the world of spirit and energy through her work as a spiritual medium and teacher, her work as a neuro-linguistic life coach and hypnotist, specializing in the Sadder method of transformational systemic therapy and the four elements of her self-care journey and her riveting new memoir titled Indestructible, The Hidden Gifts of Trauma. This is surely going to be an inspiring and very empowering interview with a truly remarkable woman. Hi, Krista. A warm, heartfelt welcome to Grief and Rebirth Podcast. Hi, Irene. Thank you so much for having me. So grateful and honored to be here. Thank you. Truly my pleasure. So let's talk about your wonderful childhood. Let's start there. (laughs) In the Philippines, you were a frightened child under the household of your very abusive alcoholic father. You then moved to the United States at the age of 12 And you became a successful entrepreneur at 17 years old. Wow. Please tell us more about the challenges and successes of your very difficult childhood. Yeah. So, yes, it was was a very traumatic uh, and um, challenging childhood. However, what I found, as as you know, again, my, my book is all about the gifts of the hidden gifts of trauma. And, and honestly, due to those challenges and due to those traumas, um, my need to survive and my need to really gain the perspective to, to not only survive, but to be intact was, was, um, 
was revealed to me at a young age. Uh, and that's when I discovered spirit. That's when I discovered this other um, part of me, which is that power of spirit, power of faith, the power of light and love. And, um, and a lot of people, you know, but I, I'm sure here, the audience in this podcast would be open and, uh, and receiving and allowing this, this, this acknowledgement is that you are a spiritual being having a human experience. I knew that as an adult, but it was, it's funny. The things that we know as an adult, we experience as children. Yeah. So tell us about that. How did you experience <laughs> yeah. that as a child? So, you, even yeah. had, you even had medium, um, mediumistic abilities yeah. as a child. So tell us about yes. that. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So when I recognized that I was able to um, cope um, and develop these amazing coping mechanisms um, that enabled me to survive and overcome certain experiences. And not just from a, from a human aspect or a psychological aspect, but from our spiritual aspect. Mm-hmm. And so what do I mean by that? I meant that there was a time where I went through a physical trauma where my father let, um, punished me by allowing me to hold uh, hot coals in my hand for a punishment. And um, I was six or seven at that age. And, um, you know, um, in the Philippines, we were, you know, it was also like a condition that, you know, you're a child, you're no one, you're, you're, you're just a child, you're not, you know, you're not, you're not a person. Hold. Yes, yes. So um, at that time, I literally had an out of body experience. It was interesting because it, when I say out of body, it's like if you if you're in the world of spirit, you understand this 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 uh this phrenology, which is astral projection. So did this which happen is, while you were holding those coals? Yes, yes, literally I literally while you were holding my the body. coals and he's punishing yeah. you, you left your body. You, I left my body and watched wow. it from afar. Yeah, yeah, and um and that's how I recognize. That's when I started playing with this idea, even at a young age, that I'm able to 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 um to transfer. And to 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 be where the physical body is here, but then I don't have to hold on to it in a in energetic sense. Um, did you, I just want to ask you: Did it. you find yourself floating above the whole scene and watching I, your, watching I, yourself? Yes, yes, yes. And in therapy, that's actually called um, oh god. Uh, there's just a technique that I use in my work. Um, and um, I totally forgot the technique, but it's actually a real technique that we use in therapy, um, and 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 working with your past selves and your and your and your and your child your child selves, right? When when it comes to trauma healing and healing anything, it's not, we're not only healing the person of the now that's currently in the space; we're healing all the parts of you that went through that trauma. Yeah. So um, so yeah. So it was it, it it really was like that. I left my body and I uh, I was watching from far still connected to my body but just it, it enabled me not to hold on and and and, and be stuck in that and you state. didn't feel the pain you didn't feel any pain no body? no and 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 um so it's 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 uh dissociation yeah it's it's something that uh we would call we don't suggest to dissociate but in the times of needs and 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 in certain experiences, there is there's a moment that you do dissociate to do that. And as as, as at six years old, um, there was no other way for me but that. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Because I didn't have my prefrontal cortex fully developed to 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 allow me to be cognitively cognizant and where to go and how to proceed and how to do so. It was instinct. 
And this is why Indestructible, the Hitting Up Trauma was, was, was created, was to allow even the adults to understand that instinctively you, these skips are yours. They might just be buried and hidden from turmoils and challenges and life experiences, but they're there, the gifts of resilience, the gifts of courage, the gifts of faith, the gifts of, of forgiveness and love and healing. They're there, they're underneath all that other crap that we put above it. But you also have medium, you also, were you seeing deceased loved ones around you? Deceased no, people? I wish. Well, no, because didn't you have, well, the supernatural experience you had when you were eight years old, was that, that yeah. was with the coals, that was with something else? No, that was something else. That was, that was a spirit, uh, that was a spirit communication um, with a, with, with a past person. Um, so the, the interesting part is that my experiences with the spirit world has been with strangers it wasn't with family. I wish, I wish I had those moments where it's like, Oh, uncle visited me or grandma visited me. No, it was like, and it was interesting because at eight years old, everybody around me was still alive. So my experiences with spirit were with strangers, were with people that I didn't know who they were. So it left me scared. It left me questioning, but it was also interesting because though I was scared, I knew that it wasn't also, um, that it was something to be explored. And so even at a young age, I pursued, I, I asked the adults around me, like what's happening, what's going on, this is what happened. And I was open about it, but my adults, you know, we were, uh, Philippines is very Catholic. And so even though we understand the world of energy and spirit, as far as, as nature and, and, and being really in touch with nature, um, the, the, the main religion and faith, it was Catholicism and that was frowned upon. And so their answer was go pray it away, go to church and pray it away. And, and I did, because I was just a child. I, I thought that that was the case, but it just, it wouldn't go away. It didn't go away. Even as an adult, it didn't go away. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah 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 exactly so you had uh, you made a decision your story is so amazing you made a decision to take on the role of mother to your younger brothers at 21 years old and then you opened your own business and I think you even called yourself the hairdresser medium you want to tell us yeah yeah so um I started to merge the two businesses I um so I my um my high school we had the ability to gain to gain uh, an elective which is a trade and i i chose uh cosmetology not because i thought it was hair but because i thought it was the cosmos learning about the planets and the stars oh. <laughs> right i was such a nerd i was such a nerd i thought it was gonna be i'm gonna be in a planetarium for three hours right and it's gonna be like <laughs> It's gonna be twenty five credits. Oh my god! The college, the college uh, people will like will 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 fight for me, right? And then I come in the first day of class, and it was a bunch of mannequins and and blow dryers that greeted me, and I freaked the hell out. This is how spirit works, right? Because my mom had passed. My mom passed when I was fifteen, and I had you know she made me promise on her deathbed that I had to be a mother now. And so even at 14, 15 years old, I knew I had to somehow be financially stable enough to take care of my siblings. That's amazing. And how many of you were there? How many siblings? I'm one of five. I'm one of five. I'm second oldest. Your mother at 15 years old gives you the responsibility to take care of your other four siblings. Yeah. Yeah. And, And I took it seriously because I'm that kind of person, even as a child, even how I cope, I am very much, okay, this is what's happening. And so I accept it. Now what? 
right? So that's the same thing that I did with my mom when she was passing is I, we could not fight her death. I had to accept it no matter how much it hurt. And I had to then process, okay, this is now my job, right? And it helped me heal the emotional aspect of it, the 14 year old that was crying. But then there's this other part of me that came forward and, and, and allowed me to go, okay, with grace, how do we rise above it? Because we have to. So anyhow, um, it was just, it, I, I, so it was, I walk into my first day of uh, cosmetology and I, re- I realized, oh my God, it's not the cosmos. It's about doing hair. <laughs> and, um, but it was, it was funny because my counselor was like, well, there, everything else is full. You're going to have to stay here for the semester at least. And then we could move you. The first semester I got a job. I got referred. I was number one in class and I ended up making so much money. And then I realized, oh, this is how God, put this in front of me because I knew this was what I asked. I asked to have the financial stability to take care of my brothers. And so I graduated. I um, worked in the industry for eight years and then opened my own salon and took custody of my brothers at 21. You know, <laughs> did they accept you without a problem as their mother? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, we were, we're, we're all very, very close. We're all very close. Uh, obviously we, I, I said this in my, in my post before, you know, trauma, trauma may have um, bonded us, but healing connected us. Yeah. You know, healing why did you call us. yourself the hairdresser medium? Were you trying to get messages? Yeah. So, yeah. So when I came out of the spiritual closet, I still had my, my salon. I had my salon for 15 years and I started to merge my industry together coming out of spiritual closet. And, um, and actually it was one of my clients that dubbed me that my client, my, my, uh, my, one of my clients just looked at me and said, you're the hairdresser medium. That's who you are. You're the hairdresser medium. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, that, you know what they say, right. With hairdressers is like, we're the therapist without the, without the certification or the, you know, the paperwork. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, you're a yeah. therapist who's done a lot of your own healing, and which contributed to your per, your personal transformation. And now you help other people to heal. So talk to us about yeah. that. What kinds of healing, including therapy, contributed to your personal transformation? And how were you able to hold this optimistic perspective despite the tremendous ex- trauma you had experienced? My other people yeah. are very pessimistic. You know, whatever. That wasn't Krista. No, that wasn't me. Uh, you know, that was me. That was me. It was like, up to, like, I just knew there was a light at the end of the tunnel. Like, that was me from all I could remember. Um, again, this idea of accepting my reality, but also recognizing, okay, how do I move forward with it with, with mind, body and spirit intact? That was always just in my mantra, you know? Um, so, so that was instilled in me. And I don't know who instilled it, but I, maybe it's spirit that was instilled in me. I'm just a very optimistic person. Um, my healing came forward when I started um, when I started getting on clients, and when I started getting on clients, this 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 question always came into my my head. Whether I'm in the midst of the session or after the session, where the 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 question was, how can you help others if you haven't yet healed? You know, and that was just such a a, a big epiphany for me as a quote unquote healer as a quote unquote, you know, a coach, right? Like, how can I spill this and, and, you know, and, and, and not be fully healed? Because if I was being triggered by their stories, or if I was being affected, and, 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 and just not being able to hold space without bias, then 
then obviously I need to work on me. And so I actually took a year and a half off to do a lot of healing on my own. And that's when the book came about and I discovered all this work. Um, what kind but, of um, did you do, Kristen? Did you do therapy? I did, did I, I did therapy. I did, I did spiritual uh, intuitive energy work, Reiki therapy, lots of yoga, lots of yoga, lots of journaling, lots of writing, and lots of um, being honest with myself and being truthful with myself. Yeah. So there's a lot, there's a, there's a lot of resources. There's a lot it, what, and I always will always say it's, it's um, you have to resonate with it. You have to resonate with the healing. Right. So even though this is how I went through it, I, even with my book, I say, this is, book is not a prescriptive book. It's I show, I, I, I share with you how I healed and, and, and the techniques but it is up to you to decide, hey, if you try it, great. If you don't, it's okay. But know that there are resources for you everywhere. And there's many, there's so many. Well, that's yeah. the whole point of, of mm -hmm. uh, that's how your book is in sync with this podcast, because there are so many healing modalities. Yeah. Ways. Find the one that works for you. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. I know you do work as a neuro-linguistic life coach and a hypnotist. And you specialize in the Saturn method of transformational systemic therapy. Well. Would you define all of those for us? And why would yeah. you want to see a neuro-linguistic life coach? Right. So interestingly enough, um, when I created Selfish Lifestyle as a spiritual uh, haven, right, to work on the spiritual body, you do have four bodies, your mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual body. Um, I recognize that though my clients are coming in for spiritual work, whether it's spiritual mediumship or tarot or just energetic alignment and such, they kept coming back for the coaching, which is the practical techniques that came with it. I'm a big, big proponent and advocate of uh, practitioners to, to let their clients go. I, I tell my clients all the time, I don't want to see you like forever. I want, I want to be able to aid you and work with you so that you can sustain on your own. And then maybe then we can connect six months once a year, you know, but really it, it's, it's about allowing you to be embodied in your own power, in your own truth, in your, in your, in your governance. Um, so when I discovered that my clients needed more than spiritual work, they needed the practical tools and ability, the cognitive ability to do the practical steps to move forward beyond my door, I decided to go ahead and um, be certified in neurolinguistic coaching. Neurolinguistic is, is, is a way for me to navigate the mental body, uh, which is a lot of us are cerebral. Us humans work a lot in our cerebral so realm. Does, does neurolinguistic coaching help them to reframe the situation? Yeah. Yeah. Where they mentally process it to change that so that it changes the way they address issues in their lives? Yes. The mindset, Can I get that? Um, the perspective, the perspective. Um, the, the three pillars of selfish is you are a spiritual being having a human experience. You're equipped with everything you need to overcome and survive. And the third is your perspective becomes your reality. So neurolinguistic allowed me to really aid um, others to gain a certain perspective. No matter how challenging things can be, what's our perspective like? What is our energy as we are going through this chaos? So it's a choice. It's a choice. Yes, yes. So that so neurolinguistic and subtier method of therapy is very much linked and hand in hand with that. How are they linked? Yeah. So what is this? So satir method of therapy is um is a systemic. Uh, you know, it's a step by step way of allowing the mental body 
to correlate and 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 blend with the spiritual essence of you, right? You're a spiritual being having a human experience. The human experience is with Irene, with the book, with the glasses, with the red hair, right? With the home in West Orange, the labels that we love to identify ourselves with because we're humans. We love labels for some reason, <laughs> but the spiritual body, right? This the soul body knows that we are boundless, that we are eternal, that we are that we are limitless that we are beyond this time and space and this physical body. And so when we combine this understanding of the two, so the soul understands and knows that we're whole, we're healed, that we are beautifully worked and, 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 and one, right? If we combine that and blend that with the human experience, it's experiencing the experience that we are currently in, in this earth life. If we combine them and understand the ego can't, the ego can't take over because spirit will then, share the other aspect okay we're going through this but what how, how can we then work with that in an unlimited way in a positive way in a light way in a healed way in a in a in a in a deserving worthy way yeah it sounds to me like you give people a lot of hope and constructive help yes. <laughs> yeah we don't deny we don't deny the experience we don't pretend it didn't happen we're not sugarcoating anything what we, and, and this is very prominent in my book. I'm, I'm very raw with my book and my experience. And, you know, it's, oh, you your know, book's uh, wonderful. I'm going to encourage everyone. Thank, to get it. Oh, well, let's thank talk you. about your book. It's, yeah. it's called indestructible, the hidden gifts of trauma. It's, it's great, everyone. And it describes your hard won understanding of how it is impossible to extract life healing lessons while overcoming a violent past. What would you like to tell us about that? Oh, you just said it. <laughs> oh my God. Um, you know, I know you I'm gonna ask you about some of those life healing gifts of trauma. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and just hearing about your story and how you survived it and the choices. So let's go to one of those life healing gifts of trauma. You talk about the gift of boundaries. And people mm. talk about the gift, people talk about boundaries all the time. People are busy stepping over each other's boundaries, abusing people's boundaries. They don't know what a boundary is. And you had experiences with your father that taught you about the gift of boundaries. You want to share that with us? Well, boundaries, I re I recognize was one uh was the main tool that I issued that I work for myself. And I and I am very aware and recognize that boundaries can be re-established and established continually. Just because you you establish boundaries on a certain day or a certain moment doesn't mean you forget about it. You you reestablish it again and again and again and be aware and conscious of it. Um, with my father, I mean, immediately, even that's it's both my parents actually, my mother and my father. Um, I realized boundaries had to be set so I don't take on their stuff. I don't take on their stuff. Their experiences, their toxicity was theirs and not mine. And even at a young age, I recognized that. And, and in a way, I built a wall. And don't get it wrong. I built, I, 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 I beat myself up. And that was the, the journey that got me here was my, my physical body. I had three atopic pregnancies. I couldn't have a baby naturally. I had no, you know, um, I, at 22 years old, I had to let, get rid of my tubes, right? Like, this is how important, you know, your emotional well-being is connected to your physical being. 
And this is also why it's so important for you to understand that you have four bodies, right? And I, and my mental body was so high, strong. I was so cerebral because all I knew was to survive. So I bulldozed through life. I knew I had to survive. I knew I had to be financially um, independent. I knew I had to keep going, going, going. And I left behind my, my emotional body and I left behind my physical body along the way. And you left those behind so, and, and later you got sick. And I, yes, yes. And then, but it was also, again, here's the gift, right? Because it made me realize, okay, I got to take, I got to, I got to take control, right? I got to take control of this. And, and so that's when I discovered yoga, I discovered um, boundaries, boundaries, you know, it's continual, it's continual work, just like healing will be continual. Once the moment you open that door of healing, I, I want everybody to know it never ends. I'm sorry, I gotta let you know it never ends. It continues to evolve because you are that worth of that you are worth of that gift of healing sometimes i think that when it comes to boundaries a lot of lessons keep reappearing to make sure did you get it yet did you establish it yeah 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 right they seem to come back a lot of times but is there anything specific you want to share before we go to the um healing gift of choice anything you want to share about what your father taught you about that gift of boundaries he was a tough guy he was you know again my 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 um, sharing would be to display and implement an exercise, non-attachment. Non-attachment is the ultimate gift, quite honestly, um, in my work as a, as a healer, as a spiritualist, as a yogi, as a, as a, as a coach, as a, you know, all this work that I do, it comes down to non-attachment. And to be able to coexist, to be able to understand that we all don't have to get along. We all don't have to like each other, but we have to honor each other's existence because they have, you know, their journey is theirs, yours is yours. And this is why boundaries are so important, no matter what dynamic it is, whether it's a marriage, whether it's siblings, whether it's friends, coworkers, boundaries. Once you're interacting with a being, once you're interacting, it doesn't have to be physical. Okay, it could be energetic. Boundaries have to be established, understanding. So you would know who you are, what your needs are, okay, what your required are, and also theirs. And once it starts tapping and melding into yours, you would know your own gut to know, okay, that's not cool. I won't tolerate that. If you're that not conscious of that. Because if, if, you're, if you're honoring their boundaries, but they don't honor yours. And that, if, if you're honoring. Toxic, how, how does that work? Well, you have to make that decision to hold yourself accountable. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and that's where it is. That's where it comes from. My, 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 um, my three deals is accountability, responsibility, and awareness. That's all I ask for anyone who works with me, who is in my family, you know, the, the understanding that when I created these boundaries and came out of spiritual closet and really worked on me and healed every, everyone shifted around me too. Right. In an understanding that we're honoring, I'm not trying to change you. I changed myself, but because I did change myself, then that allows you to also shift and kind of go, oh, how does this work now? Leave room for magic, right? And because you have set yourself, this is why I'm so big on self-care. I'm all, my company is called Selfish, right? Know you. No one's going to know you more than you. Not your therapist, not your sister, not your best friend, not your spiritual healer. I don't care. And they can tap into your soul. I tap into souls all the time. No one will ever know you more than you. Yeah. And find power in that. So in your boundaries is being uh, tested and, 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 and not res- and disrespected. It is up to you to decide, okay, no. 
Well, that that comes to if your boundaries are being disrespected, then that comes to the gift of choice, right? Because you know you have a choice about what you're going to do. Do you stay in this toxic situation or do you leave it? Yes, exactly. It's so important. It's so important that there may be times where you don't, you feel like you have no choice. I have no choice. I hear all the time. I have no choice. Okay. Let's take a breath. Let's take a moment. But you do have a choice and to decide how you want to respond to this current state. Right. How do you want to respond to this current state? With grief, with anger, with rage, or do we want to honor that this this is a challenging moment, this is chaos, and we are in a little stuck, but how do we want to perceive and where do we want to move forward with this? How do we want this energy to be? Do you want that, to there's a detach and look at it in a different way or, or yes. whatever? Okay, yeah. so there's another gift of, that you call the, um, the gift of forgiveness. Yeah. Oh boy, that's a big one for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You want to talk about that? That's why it's the last one, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How were you able to forgive your father? And you also had to forgive yourself in certain ways. You want to tell yeah. us about that? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it because the for you to even decide to want to start forgiving others is for you to decide that you have to forgive yourself first, also for allowing such uh such attachments of cords to be on you yeah um and 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 it can easily go to narcissism yeah it, it can easily if you're not aware it can easily go into blaming mode i blame my dad for this i blame my dad for this and you know and, and accountability kind of gets swayed um so when, when through my healing journey or uh, through the process as, as you know i didn't jump to forgiveness it took me a long time to get to forgiveness but because it took a lot of, of unfolding and upheavals and unpacking to get to that ultimate How long point did of it life take you considering all the abuse that you suffered as a child then you then you raising your your brothers now you're going on into your life how long did it take you to finally get to that place of looking at forgiveness and be able, and was your father still alive when you forgave him or did you forgive him energetically? Um, he was still alive, but he wasn't with me. He was in the Philippines. So I haven't seen him. You were um, in the did it happen in, say, in New yeah. Jersey or did it happen in Texas? Where were you? When? No, actually it happened at my satir when I was getting my certification in satir method of therapy oh. in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it happened then because all these, so my work, um, so the healing process was like 16 months for me. And I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a crazy person. I'm, I'm a Sag. So I'm like, I go in or, you know, I'm, I'm extreme. I, when I'm in, I'm in, you know, and I, and I like to go in. So when I decided that I had to answer this call of how can you help others if you have not yet healed, I literally did take off a, a year and a half from my selfish company to step back and heal. But I want everybody to understand it's self S E L F dash I S about talking about being selfish. It's right. Okay. No, it's not about being selfish. It's about being selfish. Right. And then, you know, and, and, because we have to understand there's three parts of us, the, the self, the, 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 the integrated self and then the big self. Yeah. So, uh, but it all comes with self. It all starts with that big S, yeah. And you always want to incorporate that whenever, wherever we are, whether we're at work, whether we're at our family, whether whatever it is, you want to have the higher self come forward. 
it doesn't have to be woo. Higher self is the part of you that's alive mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, right? right. Um, but um, my healing journey was 16 months. Yeah, 16 months. It took 16 months. I, I, I did a lot of work and I just focused on healing all my, all my bodies and it led me to forgiveness. It led me there because I started exploring, I started exploring anger. And I re- realized, oh my God, I have a lot of anger. And I misconstrued anger. I misconstrued it. It wasn't even anger. It was rage. I had a lot of rage in me. And I didn't even, I wasn't even aware of it until my mentor was like, um, you're misconstruing anger with rage. Rage, is, rage doesn't lead anywhere. Anger can be motivational. Anger, right, can lead you to stoke that fire to defend and to, to, to move forward. Rage, you just, you, you, you see black. Or something, and and I realized that that was my dad. My dad brought that out of me. He, whether he was no longer there physically, he was still in my mind. He was still in my emotions. You well, know, your I inner still child. What him. he did to you as an inner, your yeah. little inner child. Yes, yes. You yes. Had to heal, so, you had to help heal her, right? Yes, and I did all. I did a lot of that, and so here I was as an adult, as a uh, as a full. Uh, prefrontal cortex fully grown adult um you know uh control of of all her all her uh, functions and i realized oh my gosh he still has a hold on me and i had to then step forward because now i'm aware and i realized it's no longer on him it's now on me and so i did um they had a labyrinth in my in, in that space and i decided to do the labyrinth that was my first time experiencing a labyrinth and it just was so eye-opening, transformative, as you have said, ex- uh, you experience any type of transformative experiences, this aha moment. And, and I, 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 I proceeded to forgive myself for, for having him have such control over my, my, um, my mental and physical, emotional, spiritual body. And then because I did that, I released that and let that go. It opened my energy to forgive him. And without anger, without any judgment. It was just like, I let you go. I wrote a letter, right? I wrote a letter and I said, I let you go. I no longer hold you um, anywhere in my mind, body and spirit. I send you love, but I love me. I love me more. Right. I love me more. So what yeah. you're saying to him is I don't forgive your, I don't let go of your actions. They just don't rule me. They don't control yeah. Me anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people were um, will misconstrue forgiveness with that, right? Even with the boundaries, like like you know, there's healthy boundaries and there's not healthy boundaries, right? I we talk about this all the time, and you have a freaking boundary that is out of defense and and that's unhealthy because you're not allowing people in. That's not healthy either, right? Wait, talk a little um, bit about that, a, a, like a boundary where people are so defended that they don't let people in to help them. Is that what you're talking about? Um, yeah, and they're always uh, there's this sense of um, and again, again, I'm always going to come back to my spiritual sense in regards to like, well, if that's how you feel at that moment, that where is that coming from? Is that wh- which part of you is speaking? Which part of you erected this wall? Because that's who we need to talk to, right? So it's so much more, more into it. However, there is, there, there are, there are healthy coping mechanisms and there's unhealthy coping mechanisms, right? There's, there's so, there's so many in the spectrum. You have to recognize what's working for you and what's no longer working for you. What used to work for you may not work for you now. Okay. 
Okay. And, and, and it's very important. This is why therapy is so important. This is why talking and working with others is so important because it gives you a different perspective. Um, but yeah, I mean, I remember with my mom when I discovered how angry I was with her as a young woman. And I, even at seven years old, I made a decision. I will never become my mother. I will never marry somebody like my father. I will never do. And, you know, I created a boundary that was so defensive, that was so angry. And I realized that I was, I was pushing, I was projecting this to others out of, out of that. And I, and that wasn't healthy. That wasn't healthy for me. That wasn't healthy for the relationship I was in. So I decided to break that boundary down. That's the met wall. Relationships because of your anger being projected onto people. Would you say what? you lost some relationships because of that? Projection? Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh yes, of course. Yeah. But again, you know, I, uh, I'm a big proponent and advocate of like, there's no regrets, you know, what, you know, whether good or bad or whatever, again, the, the understanding of non-attachment, what transpired has transpired. You can't change the past. What you can do, however, is proceed to the future with how you want to proceed. Yeah. So, um, so yes, I did definitely lose <laughs> some relationships and, um, and all of that. And, um, and uh, did I apologize? Have I apologized? I, honestly, I did like a forgiveness for myself. And then when I, I started doing a lot of forgiveness for everybody, you know, I started asking for forgiveness for everyone, quite honestly. I, I just said, forgive me for the person who I was. It is not who I am now, right? Um, conscious then you really weren't aware now you were aware yes 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 right and I can't yes exactly and I wasn't aware of it then you know but I am aware of now and so I will have to do what I need to do in this moment to move forward without attaching and being responsible for everybody's reaction I can't be responsible for their reaction Mm -hmm. they can take my forgiveness or they can take my apology or not and that's okay because I know I did you know, I know I, I, I did that, you know, so. Uh, that's, yeah. you know, your book is really constructive because like as you go through all those gifts that came out of your trauma and how you turn them around, it's it's really inspiring. It's it's wonderful role modeling for people. So on that note, what is the Krista message about the importance of healing? Why should people heal their stuff? You see people all the time. You yourself were filled with rage struggling to forgive and all that. Why should people do that instead of walking around carrying their grievances with them everywhere they go? Oh man, healing, I'm a proponent for healing is because you deserve it and you're worth it, right? We, you know, you are worth of that light, you're worth of that spirit that came prior to your lens, prior to your organs, prior to the human experiences, you were light first. You were love first. You were joy first. You know, and 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 I and and you deserve that. You're worthy of that light. You're this. This is the earth life. We are meant to experience this life in full capacity. As much as there is grief and sorrow, there is joy and there is happiness. As much as there is uh, dark, there is light. As much as there is soft, there is hard. Right. Uh, there are many colors and spectrums of every color there is. They're meant to be experienced. They're meant to be lived in. And when we're stuck, when we're not healing, we're not able to experience in a full spectrum and you're missing out. You're, we are, you are living only at 40% capacity. 
So you're like living a muted life, right? You're like not living. Yeah, you're, you're living in a dull. Yeah, you're you're living in a dull state of being. Whereas healing, though we're pulling all this, you know, challenges, and you may be going through an emotional uh, ebb and flow. It reminds you you're alive. It reminds you, shit, I do have a choice. It reminds me, oh my gosh, I am powerful. Oh my gosh, I can do this. Oh my gosh, there's another way of of being. It's, I mean, it's 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 something that that you have to experience on your own, and 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 it's amazing. So people are listening to this. You're inspiring them. They're buying your book. They're fascinated, and they're thinking, "Geez, maybe Krista can help me. Maybe she's someone I need to I need to work with because I've got some stuff." I don't know how to get rid of it and it's muting my life. So tell us about your technique workshops, your private sessions, the best ways to connect with you. And you will do all this online because you're in Texas. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. Um, I do it all on zoom. It is recorded. It takes about 60 to 75 minutes. It's, it's transformational in all your four bodies, your mental, physical, emotional, spiritual body. That is the soul level of being. Um, and um, it is through Zoom. I You can find me at self-ishlifestyle.com. Let's I'm say very that again. loud. S-E-L-F-I-S-H-lifestyle.com. Right? Yes. And I'm very loud on Instagram <laughs> on my social <laughs> media platform. Um, always encouraging, always motivational. Um, I do have my workshops. Um, um, called Face the Focus Aligned Commit Execute Technique, which is amazing. Um, it allows you to really uh, um, be aware of your goal and how to align with it and how to commit and execute. Now, are the workshops in, in, in online or are the workshops in person? They're both. So I, uh, my last workshop was both. I had in person and I also had uh, people on Zoom. So that was a really cool experience. Um, but I, you know, I love, I, I love it all. I love working with people and my one-on-one is really great because it really is all about you. And it really is about, you know, um, discovering you. It's the journey of self-discovery and self-mastery. And it's so much fun. It's so, um, it's amazing, but it's heavy. You know, I, I gotta say, a lot of people come in to me thinking it's going to be fun and ooh, we're going to find something that it's like, uh, get ready for the box of tissues because it's going to happen. You're going to unearth a lot of pain. We're going to unearth a lot of stuff. Get rid of it. That's the point. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Well, we're not trying to get rid of the pain. We're trying to transform the pain. We're trying. We're 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 going to shift that 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 feeling into something that that it's meant to. Yeah. Yeah. There's a. Sometimes we get stuck in in that moment, but it's we're supposed to continue to move forward with it. Yeah. Right. Not so yeah, yeah. keep going forward and understand what that looks like. So yes. your tip for finding joy in life is to never settle for someone else's perception of perfection. perfection. I yeah. love that. Would you please yeah. explain that to us? Yeah, because I, you know, it was so trendy, right? The trend of like nobody's perfect and per- embrace your imperfections and stuff like that. And I'm going now. You're perfect in your own right. Their perception is theirs. They're perfect in their own right too. Everybody's perfect in their own right. So what I need, what we need to do, stop comparing, stop, uh, stop comparing, and stop trying to embody somebody else's way of being. Right? Your perception, uh, your perception of perfection is yours, and no one else's as much as theirs. 
So don't ever settle for anything less than that. Yeah. So, that, so in that's other words, where, where people admire from. someone and they want to be like that person, they're missing something because they really need to be who they are. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being inspired. I'm inspired all the time. I'm inspired by you, Irene. I'm inspired by the people, my the, the people I meet, the clients I meet, the birds. <laughs> I'm inspired by everything, right? I'm inspired by it all, but I blend it with who I am. I don't change who I am. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. I I, I, I instead. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. Yeah. Krista, I have to say your book, Indestructible, The Hidden Gifts of Trauma, is such an impressive and inspirational memoir of your life journey has been absolutely heroic. And it's just amazing and wonderful and inspiring how you turned your challenges and struggles into these powerful life lessons that anyone, everyone could learn from. Oh, from my, you. oh, you're so welcome. From my heart, thank you for sharing this, your remarkable healing story with all of us. And I thank you for this incredibly wise and very fascinating interview today. And here's a reminder, everyone, that you can see the show notes and all grief and rebirth podcast episodes on IreneWeinberg.com. And make sure to follow us and like us on social at Irene S. Weinberg on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And if you're watching here on YouTube, make sure to click subscribe so you'll never miss an episode like this one with Krista. As I like to say, to be continued. Many blessings. Thank you so much, Krista. And bye for now. Mm -hmm.